0: And we welcome you to Tennis Channel Live, our post game coverage from Paris and Shenzhen on this semi final Saturday. What a pretty view of the Eiffel Tower on a Saturday night. Semis now complete at the WTA Finals and the Masters 1000 for the men. We welcome you inside our Rocket Tennis Channel studios with Lindsay Davenport and Jimmy Arias. I'm Brett Haber. It was an exciting day at our two venues for the most part, but a bit of a disappointing day for Rafa and his fans in Paris. Came down with a back injury in the warm-up just before his semifinal against Denis Shapovalov, forced to withdraw.
1: Yeah, it was. we were waiting for Rafa to walk out onto court, and then the PA announcer announcing that Rafa had hurt his ab muscle in one of the last serves of warm-up and didn't feel like he was able to take the court. He had a few scans before between warm-up and when the match time was, but he just felt he's suffered this injury before. We've seen Rafa. He does not like to play injured at all. Health is way too important, and real disappointment for the fans, but everyone's so disappointed Rafa playing for the end of the year number one ranking, unable to go again.
2: The one thing about Rafa is if he gets to the court, he's going to compete and play no matter what. So in this case, he obviously felt, maybe I'm not going to be able to compete at the level I want, so I'm not even going to... To make it onto the court at all, and you can see we've shown you this warm-up. He looked fine in the warm-up, but that's because that was when he was just hitting ground
0: strokes. Yeah. It's when he started hitting a serve that things went bad. He says it's the same injury he had at the 09 U.S. Open. He knows exactly what it is and how it feels. Doesn't want to make
3: it worse. Here's what Rafa had to say. Today in the morning, I have been uh, practicing well, and in, in one of the last serves of the warm-up, I I felt. Uh, something in the abdominal and immediately I came back to the to the doctor here to do the uh, ecography and to check with the doctor and the doctor told me that um, we need to wait a little bit more so I waited for one hour and a half more to do a second test and we did it uh, we saw something on the on the image probably a small strain I think in that case even if it's a super sad moment for me because I have been enjoying a lot during the whole tournament, playing well, um, having fun on court and feeling myself in in a very good shape, honestly. Uh, I have been in a round that put me in a position that I have been fighting for, very important. Big things here. I have to take that decision and that's all.
0: All right, so we're going to show you the race to London here for a couple different reasons. One is that the battle for the year on number one remains on. Had Rafa won this tournament in Paris, he could have wrapped it up this weekend. Now it will extend into the O2 Arena in London. It also shows us, and we're not saying that Rafa's pulling out, but who would be in if he, he did pull out?
2: Well, the other thing that's scary for Rafa is he hasn't ended the year number one all that often. He kind of
0: had it almost
2: wrapped Mm -hmm. up, and now I feel Djokovic, he's the favorite to win tomorrow. He's the favorite to win the Tour Finals indoors. And all of a sudden, Rafa's going to be passed again and not end the year number one. So it's obviously a huge disappointment for him.
1: Yeah, and especially for Rafa, he was looking forward to finally being able to play in Paris and London healthy, and he took his some time off to make sure that happened. Really unfortunate. The other thing is, they make the draw on Tuesday for the ATP finals. Mm -hmm. That might be a little early. I don't think Rafa's going to know by Tuesday if he's going to be able to play. We'll have to hear later in the week, but Obviously, a chance that Batista Agut might see some action in London. He
0: he wanted the year-end number one. He wanted to win Paris. It's something he's never won. He wants to win the year-end championships. It's something he's never won. All of that now hanging in the balance. So Denis Shapovalov gets the walkover from Nadal. He's into the final. First time ever at a Masters 1000. Let's now show you the one semifinal that was played today. That featuring Novak Djokovic, the other guy in the race for the year-end number one, taking on Grigor Dimitrov as Novak tries to win his fifth title at this time. This
2: was a very entertaining match from start to finish as Dimitrov played brilliantly. The first set went to a tie break, no breaks of serve. Dimitrov was in control of most of the rallies. Djokovic was pushed all around the court. But just a couple of unfortunate errors from Dimitrov late in that tie break gives Djokovic the set point. And then this set point lasted for 30-plus shots, and most of the running was done by Djokovic. But have a look at the legs by the end of that point for Dimitrov. He was the one who couldn't move any longer on the 35th shot of the mat, of that rally. Second set. I thought maybe there'd be a letdown for Dimitrov, that he'd get off to a slow start, but he did. He played pretty well, held serve at the beginning. One great game from Djokovic to break. Good got through in straight sets. Novak Djokic playing like a number
0: one in the world right now. Never faced a break point, did Novak. Makes his sixth Paris final.
3: Here is the Djokovic. Dennis, um, you know, I think he reduced his unforced errors and and, uh, his game has always been there. And especially this year, he's improved even more. I mean, he has played played some impressive tennis uh, yesterday, especially against Monfils. It's going to be interesting to see that match and uh, i'm looking forward to the final you know and i worked uh, hard to get to in this position and other finals i really like playing in this court in these conditions and uh, hopefully i will be able to get the best out of myself tomorrow
0: i so said he didn't know that uh, rafa was going to withdraw when he held that press conference so he's through to the final against shapovalov you could hear He's, he's not quite got the Harvey Firestein voice that he had <laughs> earlier in the week, but he's been getting healthier and his game has been getting healthier as the week's gone along.
1: Yeah, he's gotten better each match. He's gotten under his belt and he played very well today against Grigor, who was playing a fantastic first set. As you mentioned, Novak didn't face a break point. He's managing his service games very well. Also love what Jimmy said. He's great indoors. He loves these conditions. He loves playing in Paris. He loves playing in London and he's really set himself up nicely to try and finish the year one
0: can we have a getaway thought for grigor dimitrov i know he'll be displeased about losing this match but can we say finishing the year on a positive compared to where he was three four months ago of course
2: we can say it now the problem with grigor is you never know when he's going to come back and up and down he's gone throughout his entire career where he's when he looks good he looked good today when he looks like that you feel like he's top 10 perennially but there's other times when all of a sudden the confidence goes away. Let's hope that he can keep that confidence that he's taken from the end of this year into next year. There's a little bit of a break now.
1: Yeah, we'll see. The offseason will be huge for Dimitrov. You obviously want to get your rest in, but you have to try and sustain that momentum. And in working hard, trying to improve on the game, Australia's going to be huge for Dimitrov. He played well there a few years ago. wants a result like that again to start off 2020, and not have those doubts. The doubts have to still be there. As you said, Jimmy, yesterday, at one point this year, he had the yips on his serve. Hard to push those completely out of your mind after just a few months.
0: All right, so Grigor, good finish to the year. We've got our final set in Paris. It's going to be Djokovic against Shapovalov, meeting number four for them. Djokovic leads the head-to-head 3-0, most recently just a a couple weeks ago in Shanghai, uh, Jimmy. Um, What do you think about this matchup? Well, you know, if you remember, I called Denis Shapovalov. Up, winning the tournament. Now I didn't oh realize that after did. I didn't, re- I didn't. After he'd won his, well, the only quarter. his
2: quarterfinal. But now he had a big semifinal win by default. Oh. After Genera. guys won his quarterfinal, wow. there were only four guys he's left. Going I, I understand, but he wouldn't have been the favorite of the four guys okay, left. Obviously, he how got we, a default. How long are we going to hear about
1: final. this, huh? Well, a <laughs> while.
2: I don't. Let's see if he wins it. Having said that, I don't think he's going to win the final. He has struggled with Novak. The matchup. You just is, said you
0: thought he was going to win the tournament.
2: I said it yesterday, today after watching Novak, I don't think he's going to be able to beat Novak as well as Shapovalov's been playing. Hopefully he can keep it. He actually, just a couple of weeks ago, got beaten pretty comprehensively. Similar surface, similar situation.
1: Yeah, he's much improved the last few months, Shapovalov. We've talked at length about what a difference Mikhail Yuzny has made in his game and his confidence. But to be able to repeat those patterns, point after point against Novak, that's a whole different level. And Novak even referred to it. Shop of Shapovalov has cut down his unforced errors. Yeah. But you've got to stay in that rally, sometimes 10 or 12 shots before you get the right one against Novak. And over the course of an entire match, when Novak's playing so well, he's proven himself just about impossible to beat.
0: I don't know who's made more bad bets this week, Jimmy or Mattress Mac, but uh, either <laughs> I'm way. Right, we're right bet there,
1: he there I'm still I'm, confused. He's not so. giving away yeah.
0: mattresses the way uh, Mac is, but uh, <laughs> we've got more to come on our post-game coverage. We've got a really interesting Ask the Experts question today on a piece of equipment that a lot of people don't understand. Plus, we will head to Shenzhen. Could Alina Svitolina make a run from the eighth seed to another title at the year-end championships? Back in a moment. Last year at the WTA Finals, Alina Svitolina was perfect. Well, her record was perfect. The matches she won were complicated. Svitolina went five and zero, oh, but the last four matches all went three sets, including a come from behind win in the final against Sloan Stevens and that is how Spitalina won the title a year ago as we welcome you back to TC live so if you count those five wins from a year ago the three wins that she has this year in the round robin plus one win from the end of 2017 riding a nine match win streak at the WTA finals Jimmy not bad for the eighth seed right
2: not bad at all and she's defending her title pretty well she's doing it in one part of her game that's really shocking me is the number of aces two matches in a row she had 16 aces today in this match. She had 11 in the round before. You don't think of Spitalina as a attacker. The first set, it was Bencic that really had the edge, was more aggressive in the far court. You see her finishing it with that backhand approach down the line. She then, at 5'6 in the first set, before Spitalina was serving, she took an injury timeout, which I wasn't crazy about. And of course, Svitolina lost serve. But as the match wore on, the injury started to get worse. At first, it was a back. Then all of a sudden in the second set, it was her foot that started bothering her. It looked to me like plantar fasciitis, possibly, because she got a rubber ball to roll on the arch of her foot, which is one of the ways you try to deal with that. She had cramping issues in her hamstring. It was, it was just a tough day for Bencic.
1: Tr- a lot of treatment <laughs> in the going end of on. The day.
2: <laughs> and she spent a whole lot of time getting treated. and. For Svidalina, she kept her mind. That was the toughest thing for her. She recognized her opponent's a little injured, but she still had to play at a pretty good level because Bencic was playing a dangerous style, taking it
0: early and going for shots. This is where it ended at 4-1 in the third, and Bencic could not go any longer, so she went and shook hands. And so Svitolina's back into the final. Amazingly, the first final she's made since winning this tournament a year ago. Here is Alina after the match
1: when I was coming into this tournament definitely I was expecting very very tough matches and uh, it's a uh, last tournament of the season tomorrow is the last match of the season finally <laughs> and uh, yeah it's, um, it's going to be a tough one but I'm going to leave everything on the court to try to um, to rise the the cup again.
0: So it's hard to remember at this point that there was about a three month stretch earlier this year where Svitolina could, could barely win a match and then ever since Wimbledon she's been kind of on a tear. Have you been able to tell from watching her play what's picked up for her?
1: Yeah, it's been interesting. For a player that plays both offense and defense well, and she went through that lull, what I liked is there was no panic. There was no panic from Svitolina or her camp or changing coaches or doing anything drastic. She just went back to work. Started to try and figure out, okay, When do I want to play offense? When do I want to play defense? She's worked on her serve an awful lot to try and get free points with that. She's worked on her forehand to make that a finishing shot. But she was overplaying for a few months, trying to play almost too big of tennis. It just seems like everything has fallen into place again at this tournament. This court plays slow. It's indoors. She likes these conditions. The other players don't. At the end of that match, Belinda Bencic, talked at length about the court and how slow it is and how hard it is at the end of the season to play through a court that that's slow physically if you're a little bit banged up. Alina Svitolina, she's embraced it. Played her best tennis this week and done a great job of doing what she does well at the right time. The
2: only thing I can't quite understand is they keep talking about how slow the court is. Everyone's been telling us the court's very slow. She has 27 aces and that's John Isner numbers sort of (laughs) in her last two matches. It doesn't make any sense how she's getting so many free points with her serve. She's hitting her spots, obviously. But if she can keep serving like that, she's going to be very tough to beat because she started her career as a defender and now she's getting some offensive weapons and starting to believe in
0: herself finally in Grand Slams making a couple of semifinals all those things bode well for her. So as Fidelina into the final we do tip the cap to Belinda Bencic who despite the retirement today ends the year with 11 top 10 wins. This would be the other semifinal and we look at the UTR between one and two in the rankings. What does the UTR tell us? Yeah,
1: can't get much closer. <laughs> these two both of these players have been playing exceptional tennis. Plishkova with the three month UTR edge but the overall edge to Barty and Brett this was the first match of all year of WTA number one versus WTA number two and it came at the last tournament of the year in the semifinal and it was Karolina Plishkova in the beginning who started off well she was serving great she was able to push Barty back she was controlling the match from the baseline and that's when Plishkova is at her best. Again, you, you talk about Spidolina serve. The same was has been true for Plishkova. She's really used her biggest weapon so well this week but she had chances early in the second set. She had a couple of break points, and on this one here, doesn't do enough with this volley. Barty, a perfect lob. And just like that, the momentum of the match shifted. Barty got more confident. Pliskova lost her energy, got a little bit down on herself, didn't have quite the same spark that Barty has. Running around the court, playing her all-court style of tennis, started to get more forehands, and Pliskova wasn't able to dictate play anymore.
0: 11 out of 12 break points saved by Barty in the match as uh, she gets through this third set and makes her sixth final of the year, Jimmy. Look, it really,
2: from the second set, what happened that was interesting was one love, love 40 down, and she had been being dominated. All of a sudden, when she held that game, as Lindsay said, that turned the match around, and Barty never really relinquished that edge the rest of the way. She barely lost points, to
0: Barty, the rest of the match on her serve. All right, so Barty gets through. What a year. Year-end number one Grand Slam champion now. A chance to win the WTA finals. It'll be Barty against 6 6.30 a.m. Eastern live coverage begins tomorrow morning on Tennis Channel. Don't forget to turn your clocks back. Lindsay and I are going to try to figure out how to do our iPhones for a 1.50 a.m. Wake up doubles on the way when we come back. Back on TC Live and we spin the globe back to Shenzhen double semifinals today. Sam Stoser, Zhang Shui up against the defending champions, Bobo Yeah,
1: Babo Smodanovic have done a great job this tournament. But Stoser and Zhang, a commanding lead in this match tie break. And Babo Smodanovic, what a great job they did of hanging in there. Down 7-3, down 8-6. And they got more aggressive, and the errors started to come from Stosser and Zhang. Another lead court on match point this week. And what a win for Babo Oshemlodinovich.
0: All right, so Bob Loesch and Mladenovic are through against Shea and Strytseva as Mladenovic will enjoy the home court advantage in this final tomorrow.
1: And how about Barbara Strytseva? Ends the year as the number one-ranked doubles player and got a nice little trophy in Shenzhen to celebrate, but a fantastic final to finish the season, Jimmy.
0: No question. Thanks, Lindsey. All right, uh, let's take a look at today's edition of the Social Net, what players are doing and saying on Social Net. Yeah, on this Saturday, a lot of reaction in the tennis world to South Africa. The Springboks winning the Rugby World Cup yesterday. That's a, a big deal if you're a rugby fan. And for the rest of the world, uh, they have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, so who reacted? Well, Robbie Koenig reacted. I was going to say South Africa. Oh, Roger Federer is to a South African mother. So obviously he oh, congratulated right. them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. who else reacted? I can't figure out how you don't hey, score There's every Robbie. single time in... Uh... In rugby,
2: to me. Really? Yeah, there's one guy, There's you pass it to your buddy, and when
0: you're getting tackled, you just keep going until you score. Jimmy's analysis on rugby. <laughs> ha- how many people have uh, winning records against Djokovic again, Jimmy? Here's Everybody. The, uh, what did he tennis? tennis.com Nobody? Has a Tennis.com. Pre- we're just glossing over that. Tennis.com <laughs> preview of the women's final in Shenzhen tomorrow between Barty and Svitolina. Let's get a first blush thought on this one.
1: It's amazing. Sometimes you look at players and their matchups, and you're not, you're stunned at the head to head. 5 0 for Svidalina, yeah. and she has dominated this rivalry. And based on her form this week, it's going to be tough for Barty. And again, Svidalina, she is one of the few players that finds that nice balance between offense and defense. Barty ends up trying to go for her shots a little bit more, but it will be interesting to see if Barty does anything different. She has a lot of options. She has the ability to serve and volley, slice some backhands. She's always looking for her forehand. Svidalina's going to look to try and neutralize that big weapon of Barty.
2: Barty makes more unforced errors than Svidalina does, and I think that's why she's lost to her five times. They both defend well. We saw Barty today. She moves unbelievably well. But against Svitolina, that doesn't come into play quite as much. She's got to find a way to finish the points before making an unforced error, and Svidalina obviously in the past has made enough balls to force
0: that error before the winners come from Barty. Win or lose, season is not over for Ash Barty tomorrow. She will head to Perth and play in the Fed Cup final as Australia meets France. Still more to come on the show. Who's getting today's rocket shot of the day? Could it be a lob? All right, we've called through all the rocket shot of the day candidates, and the winner is Ash Barty.
2: This was such an important moment in the match as well because it was, this game was at love 40 at one stage. And then got back to Deuce, then back, and then that topspin lob perfectly plays.
1: Say four break points in that game and the lob, that really, that was, that changed the match right there. Went on to win, the second set 6-2 and the match 6-3 in the third. That
0: might be our first lob ever as the rocket shot of the day. No, you think? I don't know, we'd have to go back through the archives. Guys, you could have it. a tweener lob that would have been oh, shot of the day a few Oh, that's probably on a technicality, to me, yeah. is correct. <laughs> the experts are here, so we're going to ask the experts a gear question presented by Tennis Warehouse. Today's question comes from Derek Washington. He wants to know about the often seen, seldom discussed string dampeners. We see players' rackets have them on the bottom of the strings. How important are they? I would like to know that, too. I mean,
2: I think back 10, 15, 20 years ago, before the advent of the polyester string that everyone was using, it wasn't all that important. I liked playing without the dampener and feeling the vibration. It sort of made me feel as though I had feel of the ball in my racket. I now use the dampener because two things. One, it feels like it helps my arm a little bit. And two, it feels like the ball flies less Hmm. on me. Now, I just learned from Lindsay because she looked it up. (laughs) And she told me that's a misconception. No, no, we're
1: the experts, remember. We're the experts,
2: but <laughs> that's a misconception apparently. But I promise you that's the feel I get when I play with a racket. My arm hurts less and the ball goes in more.
1: I think that's what you get with players. I mean, every player likes something different. It could be with the grip. It could be, in this case, with the string dampener. I never used one. I know that players have used those. I know players have used rubber bands there. I to I try, exactly, rubber exactly blade, yeah. to try and get that sensation. So so whatever the – the player feels like what they like when they make contact with their shots i'm not sure it does all that much it does reduce the sound it does definitely so it, you know to each their own
0: jimmy don't worry about the data if it's what you feel it's then, then it's true. right it's right for you exactly all right if you have a question <laughs> for I the believe. experts submit it to any one of the tennis channel social media platforms use the hashtag ask the T.C. expert uh, with that we will take a look at tomorrow's men's final in Paris using the UTR tough to get much higher than Novak's UTR Jimmy.
2: No the best you can do is 16.50 if you're perfect so obviously Novak's not quite perfect but he's above 16 and Shapovalov's played beautifully especially last three months he's closing in on 16 but these numbers, which suggest that the win is going to be Novak Djokovic.
1: And huge for Shop of Olive, no matter what happens. If he were to lose tomorrow's final, he's going to finish the year right around 15. What a huge jump he's been able to make in this final week of the season on the ATP for his ranking. Get those points for a whole nether year. It's really been a fantastic year for him.
0: All right. Final from Paris begins here on Tennis Channel, 9 a.m. Eastern. First Masters 1000 final ever for Shop of Olive. Who wins, Jimmy? Well, I mean, I've been saying
2: Chapo's going to win the both, tournament. Jimmy. I've been saying both, so I'm going to go with both. One of those two are going to win. Now, I think Djokovic is going to win, but I'm hoping Chapo gets it done somehow. Oh I'm going to go Spitalina
1: for the women. I think Svitolina is going to be able to repeat her title.
0: Jimmy will get off the fence sometime between now and tomorrow's show. Until then, for Lindsay and Jimmy and the rest of our Tennis Channel crew, thanks for watching. See you tomorrow morning. Championship Sunday from Shenzhen, and parents.